Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by Floor and Decor. Largest selection of hard surface flooring and lowest prices guaranteed. Jay, how can I help you today? Hello, sir. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. I have a question for you. We have a newer house, and unfortunately, there's just some fit and finish that didn't quite happen well. And on some of our interior doors, you literally have to turn the door handle to turn in the uh, plunger. Otherwise, it's just a little bit too long, and it technically hits that little trim piece, uh, the wood trim piece, that is. Okay. So we're wondering, is there maybe a simple way that we could do something to so we don't have to always turn the handle just to close the door? Not really. I mean, the the, the door knobs and, and everything are not made to be adjustable. So uh, is there a striker plate there? Because normally the striker plate comes out and will have a little bit of an angle to catch that. So, yeah, the striker plate does not quite stick out as far as the wood trim piece. Okay, so, so that, that would be the only thing I could suggest is maybe getting a striker plate that will come out either a little bit further or just moving your striker out a little bit. But unfortunately, if you move it out, then it's not going to close all the way against the wood trim. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, well, okay. Uh, appreciate your information. Thank you. You bet. Sorry about that. Going to Granberry. Hello, EJ. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Good. Hey, I have a home maintenance question for you. I have a high-energy or high-efficiency washing machine front load. And I've yanked out the drain pipe uh, tubing, uh-huh. and there's a section of that pipe that sits stagnant, so there's gross stuff in there, and trying to clean it's a bear. I've already replaced it last year. Um, each end of the pipe is a 90-degree turn, which is a fitted part of the pipe, so it's hard right. to get in there and clean. I've tried soaking it. I've tried running an auger through it, and physically, you need to remove that grime. I'm wondering if you have any tips for me. A uh because I can't be replacing it every six months. <laughs> yeah. Now, typically, it, the the grime gets down there near the, the one end of it, correct? It's actually the upper end because the pipe that runs through the machine and then you've got the exterior pipe that runs right. to the drain or to the sewer, whatever. It's the pipe that's in the machine. It's like the upper third that sits without any water in it. Oh, the one, okay, because normally it's a section that has water that will tend to grime up a right. little bit, but you're having the That's issue with clean. where there is no water. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, this is going to sound kind of funny, but a uh, bottle cleaner for uh, baby bottles. And it will get around that 90-degree turn? The wire is typically flexible enough. It'll make that 90-degree turn. Your biggest issue you run into is it's typically not long enough. So right. you end up attaching it to something else to snake it in there all the way. But uh, that will normally clean it out. Perfect. I'll give that a try. Now, there's one other thing that you can try. Uh, and, and, again, this is going to sound a little funny, but you said this is one of the uh, front loads. So usually that's a smaller diameter hose. Is is that the case right. with yours? Uh, I don't know. It's probably the – I don't know what small is. It's – you know. Well, it's like a three-quarter inch or so. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Again, this is going to sound really strange, but they make for cleaning shotgun barrels a flexible uh, 
line that you can drop down through that hose and literally pull it the brush through and it's made for cleaning gunpowder off of gun barrels uh, oh, it'll clean perfect. the inside of that pipe just perfect you can pick that up at uh, academy or any sporting store i will give that a try thank you so much i appreciate your help you bet take care thanks bye-bye bye laura and allen welcome to texas home improvement hey how are you wonderful I just have a question. Um, I had some luxury waterproof flooring placed in my home in September of last year. Uh-huh. And they did not put a moisture barrier underneath it um, because in the, I was reading the box on the manufacturer's uh, instructions. Right. And uh, it was saying that underlayments do not add an additional underlayment. This product without a pad is not approved. For use with the resilient underlayment. So I guess my question is, okay, so what happened? Let me just tell you, all the <laughs> all the moisture is coming up from the floor, uh-huh. and it's uh, it's causing everything to pop up, and um, kind of like a ripple. Okay. Um, so is it, is the so, floor warping or is it tenting where it's just popping up in in areas? It's popping up in areas. Okay. So the solution is it to pull everything out and reinstall it? Well, yes, but we're going to have to talk about that. I'm going to put you on hold for just a second. I'll be right back with you. When we left, we were talking with Laura. And Laura, are you there still? Yes, sir. Okay. So a lot of times what happens is people assume it's moisture underneath, but typically if it's just popping up in forming like little tents at the joints there that's mm-hmm. normally caused because because the floor was put in too tight these floors expand and contract with the temperature moisture changes and if they're mm-hmm. put in and not enough void left all the way around and all it takes is that one little doorway to have a a little notch that doesn't have the amount of space that's needed as that mm-hmm. floor expands it pops up like that uh, and that's the reason I was asking, is it cupping or is it popping up in a tent-like formation? Because if it's moisture, normally what you're going to see is the edges will start to cup and curl. Uh, if it's pressure from the edges, then it's it is popping up on in the, the tent. Yep. It is curling on the edges. Okay. Now, you also mentioned the instructions said not to use an underlayment, correct? That is what it says. Okay. But it also says something about if you have concrete floors. Uh huh. Um, what does it say here? Oh. Oh, flooring um, should be clean. Uh, right. Do not install over concrete with a history of high moisture or hydrostatic conditions. pH Which, level of concrete should be concrete should be between five and nine. Right, and no nobody ever checks it. They should, but nobody ever checks it. The easiest way to check the moisture content uh, to see yeah. if you've got high moisture is just tape mm-hmm. a, a one-by-one-square-foot piece of plastic on the floor. If it's getting moisture underneath it, you don't have a good floor f- for this. Uh, then it needs to be sealed and stuff like that. But the underlayment typically is not going to help you with that either because you'll still get the moisture underneath, and that can cause mold and mildew issues underneath. So I, I would tell you my first call would be actually yes, be sir. to the manufacturer. Let them come out and take a look at it uh, because a lot of times they'll step in and help you with a new floor. 
Let's head to Granberry and Priscilla. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hi, Jim, and thank you. Um, I'm in a, a year and a half old home, and we have a walk-in shower in the master bath, quite large, and there's a pebble floor that I think the pebbles came in sheets or whatever. Right. But around the perimeter where that butts up to the tile, the wall tile, uh-huh. it's turning black. And I heard you, I got in on the tail end of a conversation you were having with a gentleman about this several weeks ago or last week. I don't remember what, but I've been putting, I've, I'm cleaning, I am spraying it with uh, bleach, vinegar. I, I cannot keep this and the it's black it's right. not like the the mold is sometimes a brownish red or whatever this is black and i i can't get rid of it the unfortunate thing is it's gotten into the caulking that they used around the base there they okay. probably didn't use a mold inhibiting of course uh, not caulk in there so the 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 really the only fix is going to be to scrape all that caulking out okay and re-caulk it okay now i will tell you even once you do that it can tend to try to come back so you do have to still keep it sprayed with bleach and things to to keep it away uh right what color is the caulk it's a taupe. Okay. So, yeah, they do make that with the mold inhibitor in it already and make make sure you get that. And um, think, so there's not a leak under the pan or it's just the caulk. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. And just one other quick question. Sure. Um, we have, I have dust in my house. We came from a 70s house where the air intake was near the floor. And I called the company that installed the new ACs, and she told me that the air intakes are at the ceiling. And so, therefore, you know, dust settles, and that's why you're seeing it on your tables and things. But we never have any dust in our um, filters. None. I mean, mm-hmm. they are just clean as they can be. Okay. And so now what? Well, it, it does settle. How often are you changing the filters that you're not seeing the dust? Well, we ch- we check them every three months, and okay. they're those thick filters. Is it the four-inch? Yes. Okay. So you should get between four and six months out of a four-inch filter. Um well, the man came out at six months with my complaining about this, and there wasn't a speck of dust. And it's it's dusty out here. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously it is because it's coming in the house. Sure. So now what? Where is, uh, you're out in Granbury? Uh-huh. Okay. You know, and we're still under warranty for the AC, but... She just pretty much was clear on saying, you know, uh, because they're in the ceiling, the intakes, 
they just won't do a good job of picking up the dust, and I can't understand Well, that. yeah, she, she's wrong on that. I mean, uh, the, the air circulates, and it's going to pick up what it's going to pick up. So uh, I, I disagree okay. 100% with her on that. I mean, I've got to return air in every room in my house, in, mm-hmm. and it's, they're all up at the ceiling. Uh, and yes, my filters, I've got to change them because they do get dust and Mm. stuff in them. So, uh, that part, she's just blowing smoke right now. But when you dust, how long does it take before you're seeing it on like the table and stuff again? Well, I dust every week and so it's full of dust Okay. by then. It sounds like you're getting more than you should. Uh, and I'm not going to say it's in the AC system. Uh, mm-hmm. What I'm wondering is if the house is sealed tight enough in the windows and doors and stuff. Well, uh, it's because foamed. Some pl- well, but that that seals the walls, but not, not around okay. the window frame and stuff. Oh, I see. Yes. Okay. Uh, and so that's where I'm wondering if it's not coming in that way. Okay. Uh, now, one place a lot of times people don't realize, do you happen to burn a lot of candles? No. Okay. Uh, and just for I've everybody listening. Heard you say that. Yeah, candles are horrible <laughs> about creating <laughs> what looks like dust and and it's really not a dust. Now, the only other place that that it can be, but your house is so new, I don't mm-hmm. see this producing a lot of dust for you is coming from the attic. But typically a house has to be several years old before it starts having an issue with the dust out of the attic. Okay. So uh, that's the reason I'm thinking it. I'm I'm wondering, you know, if it's just not windows aren't sealed tight enough or doors or something that when the wind is blowing, it's allowing Mm -hmm. air to infiltrate. So to check that out, Mm -hmm. go go around to all the different windows and see if you're seeing any dark spots. That's typically where the air would be blowing through and the Mm -hmm. dust accumulates a little bit and it'll create a little dark spot. Okay. Uh, that would tell you that that's how it's getting in. Perfect. I appreciate your help. All righty. You take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Chris and Damon, how can I help you? Yeah, Jim, a first-time caller. Uh, I inherited a house about nine-year-old wood frame house, 45 by 16. Um, I'm trying to remodel it, get it up to where I can rent it out. My issue is um, the floors. They're wood floor, particle floor. Um, should I spray under the house? Is there something that I could spray under the house to protect the wood, or should I just leave it open? Leave it open so it can breathe, okay, and, and that, that'll take care of the wood. Okay, so don't see insulated from the bottom no. then, huh? Now, you know, okay. uh, uh, a lot of these new building codes... Uh, in fact, I got another email on this yesterday. Um, are you know having people put insulation underneath these uh, homes that are up on stilts and blocks and all this stuff, and it's rotting them out faster than they can rebuild them uh, because wow. it, the, the insulation holds moisture. So okay. you know, we the, the houses were built for centuries without any insulation underneath there. Just leave it open. Okay. I appreciate that because that was a big old worry about mine. So, someone... yep, nope, you'll be you'll be just fine. Right. Take care, Chris. Okay, thank you. Hello, Lane. Hey, how are you? Wonderful. Good. Good. I had a question. I 
was looking into some generators. I, I didn't really want to do a whole at-home generator, but maybe get a uh, some kind of portable one, like you can wheel in and out of the garage and then have yeah. an electrician uh, maybe rig up a, a circuit with like one of the ACs and a few outlets. Um, just want to get your advice kind of on something to look out for, maybe how much it might cost for the electrician to do that kind of thing. Uh, the AC uh, you that you're other... trying to to hook up on it is it a window unit or a uh, uh, regular it's, uh, household? Maybe, probably a said regular household central unit. You really don't want to use a a uh, portable generator that you can wheel around with that. Then, yeah, yeah. Even if you get the largest one, it probably is not going to be sufficient to uh, correct. Yeah, it's not going to give you the good, clean power and and the startup power that you need for it. Uh, it, It'll even if it runs it, it's going to put so much wear and tear on the unit. You really don't want to do that. Okay, if I went with the, I guess, uh, yeah, so a window unit, um, then would be the the option there. Yeah. Um, Is uh, as far as maybe a price pricing for electrician to kind of. Do that, or is I don't know. Is there any like pointers, like make sure the hookups outside or in your garage, or have well, your you, you don't want it in the garage because of of running the uh, generator. So uh, typically, you'll have the hookup outside, and it'll have a whip on it that you can just plug straight into the generator. But the box that they hook the whip to, uh, where where it goes into your breaker panel, will have the switches so that when you're running the generator, it's not back feeding through the power lines so that if somebody's working on the power line down somewhere it's not going to electrocute them so uh you definitely want to have a a licensed electrician hook all that up cost wise it really depends on what you have for a breaker box and how many circuits you're hooking up so i mean it, it could be as little as 2000 it could be 4500 it just depends on what you're hooking up Okay. All right. And do you have any uh, brands you'd recommend as far as rolling around portable generators like that? Um, Honda obviously makes some good ones, and they're nice and quiet. Uh, but beyond that, start taking a look at the ones that are made for RVs because they have better power usually coming out of them honda does a lot for rvs as well uh, but those systems are used to running you know the ac units on the roof of rvs and such uh there is a yellow one that's uh it's made by champion and uh oh what's the name of the camping world carries them okay and uh the, yeah. the nice thing on some of those is they can also be uh daisy chain together so that you can get up to higher power rates if you need it okay gotcha yeah that'd be good so okay all right well i appreciate it you bet you take care scott in northwest houston how can i help you hi jim i've got an 80s house with a north-facing two-car garage and brick veneers on the east and west sides and that sucker gets really hot in the summers and with my wife's car in there and i like to wrench on my toys in there and i'm trying to figure out ways to cool it off so i'm wondering if there's any problem with cutting holes in the ceiling 
through the uh, sheetrock and putting some grates up there and letting the heat vent up into the attic. You can, but I would go through the wall and vent it out that way instead. Okay, what um, what kind of you, parts and equipment am I looking at doing that? Well, if you, if you go through the wall, you can actually put an exhaust fan on it to where you can move the air. And, uh, you know, they, they make regular fans that have the sleeves and everything to go through the wall so that you just knock your little hole through the wall, put in the fan, hook up the electric to it, and you can vent out everything that way. So are you talking about going through the brick veneer to the outside or just going yes, into the wall? Nope, brick, brick oh, okay. veneer to the outside. Okay. Well, I would have to get um, permission from the boss to do that. <laughs> well, there goes that idea. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Thank you, Vern. Thank you. Bet. Do you have any other ideas? Well, if you do, if you do go up through the attic... I mean, the big issue you run into with that is the, the attic's going to be extremely hot as well. And you could actually have the hot air from the attic dropping down into the garage and make your problem worse. Oh, so okay. some of the other things you may want to consider is putting a radiant barrier above the garage. That'll block the heat from the attic from heating up that sheetrock and coming down into the garage. Uh, you can put radiant barrier on the garage doors. That'll keep those from heating up. Uh, you can even put it on over the sheetrock on the walls if you want. But uh, radiant barriers are, are actually a better way to deal with the heat than, than uh, trying to insulate. Just a reminder, it's a huge help if you subscribe to, rate, and review the podcast. It helps people find us. So I'm going to start off with a, a quick email question that came in from Rod in Clear Lake. Thinking about this for years and working or wondering what the cost. Specific brand is unknown for the product and installation might be. Can you recommend a supplier for a tankless water heater? Well, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of variables in going with a tankless water heater, especially if you're going from tank to tankless. If you're building new construction tankless put it in no questions just i would go with tankless retrofitting it depends on how far away from your uh gas or electric supply you are as far as whether it's going to be cost effective or not because there's limitations on the size gas lines uh you definitely got to have more power for a tankless than you do tank type water heater when it comes to electricity the big advantage when they're not being used they're not using any power so you know there there's definitely a give and take i will tell you i do run tankless in my own house i recommend them all the time uh as far as how much it's going to cost just too many variables the water heater itself will cost you more to go with a tankless but it also has a lot longer lifespan typically two to one of a tank type water heater so you can play that into the equation as well but the the nice part you just don't run out of hot water you got a continuous supply of hot water so you know person after person can be using the shower uh you it's it's just one of those things that um makes it a lot more comfortable in the home we're going to Pearland, and rick welcome to texas home improvement 
thank you. Uh, good to be here. Well, how can yes, I help Jim? you? Yes, sir. Jim, Jim, I got a, a question, and you can maybe make me a hero. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> my my girlfriend slash fiance has a townhome over near uh, Fountain View and Woodway in that area. Rick, Rick, Rick uh, I'm sorry, man. I can't make you a hero when you start off with my girlfriend slash fiance. I mean, man, if it's already a fiance, <laughs> you better not be introducing her as a girlfriend anymore. <laughs> Okay, my fiance. Okay. <laughs> anyway, she's considering selling her townhouse, but it looks like she's got a foundation problem. Okay. And she's gone to she's gone to the homeowners association, and they say that they're not responsible for it. Right. What do people typically do in that situation? Does she does she try to get somebody to come look at it? I mean, they're telling her that she shouldn't fix the foundation without having the approval of everyone, you know, on her same slab. And that is correct. That uh, You know, I'm, I'm in the foundation repair business. I own Due West, and we have to deal with this all the time. Uh, t- townhomes is like owning a, a house. You're responsible, basically, for everything. A condominium they are typically responsible your homeowners association is typically responsible for the exterior which includes the foundation so when it gets looked at to see what the problem is Mm -hmm. it requires looking at all the units that are on that foundation now a lot of times for townhomes uh what we find is four units on the foundation is that what we're dealing with here oh there's about 10 on this well there's 10 in this in this row that kind of share a common roof line so i guess they have a common foundation more than likely that yeah that that's going to be the situation so is she an end unit or in the middle middle okay so absolutely we you would have to make arrangements where the different units can all be accessed to see make sure that none of them are having issues besides hers and chances are if she's in a middle unit if she's got a problem, so do some of them. And the only yeah, way to just, fix it is to address it all at once. Yeah, and, and getting them to all agree, I think, is going to be next to impossible. Yep. And so so that makes her stuck. I know that the unit next to her, the people just moved out, and they're going to try to lease theirs. So they're probably not going to be interested in fixing the, the foundation. So uh, know, I'll be honest. I, I have... I have seen homeowners where uh, they've literally paid for their neighbors to be fixed simply because they wanted to, to get rid of theirs, and that was the only way they could get the work done. So it, it is a problem. Yeah. I guess there's really no solution then. Uh, uh, and if, if she doesn't uh, get the cooperation of all the neighbors, then I don't, I don't know what we do then. Well... Honestly, that there are remedies that you end up going through court for. Uh, it, it's a okay. bigger hassle than it's worth, but it, it, it can be done uh, because they do have to allow you to maintain the structure, especially if it's causing, uh, you know, foundation movement and damage and things like that. How much damage does she have? I mean, is it is this a, a big problem or just a beginning uh, issue? What are wall- her walls keep cracking she told me that her front door sticks and which is upsetting to me because when she bought it she had an inspection done and she said the front door stuck at that time and i don't know why the inspector didn't say anything about that i I question 
how good of an inspector he was. How but, long ago uh, did she buy it? I think it's been about two years ago. Okay. Here's what I would do then. First thing I would do is is let's at least get it looked at to see what's going on. Uh, a lot and, of times neighbors your people, are... Your people are, can do that? Oh, yeah. Do West can do that. Uh, a lot of times neighbors are willing to let you look at it. They won't necessarily want to get any work done, but at least let's find out what's going on. And then it can be determined because if it's, if it's just at the beginning stages, a lot of times it's preventative maintenance rather than full-blown foundation repair. That's a okay. whole lot easier to get done and makes it where you can sell it quicker. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to be giving you a call then. I appreciate it. No, oh, let's head to uh, Jersey Village. Joe, welcome to 740 KTRH. Howdy, Jim. Hey, I've got a question on uh, electricity, too. My uh, breaker for my air conditioning unit, uh, the compressor, uh-huh. it keeps uh, tripping. And I had the uh, air conditioner guy out to look at the air conditioning unit because I just assumed that's what was going wrong. And... Uh, he came out and said, nope, you just, your breaker tripped and you turned it back on. Well, I didn't realize it would be that simple, except that after he left, it uh, went, it ran fine for about a month or so, and then it tripped again. I went out, turned it on, it ran for a day or two. Anyway, it keeps tripping, and uh, my question basically is, can breakers wear out or go yes. bad? 1996 construction is when the house was built yes uh definitely breakers can wear out where they've got to be replaced um i gotta be honest though typically you're gonna find it's it's uh something else that's causing it and if it's it's shortening up that way i'm wondering if if something was missed when he checked the system the air conditioning man yes sir oh okay well, because I was going to get an electrician to come out. Uh, now, it's warm to the touch, not real hot, but it's warm uh, on the breaker panel. Should not yes. be. What? And that's what I thought. It, yeah. It, would that... I, I would have the electrician out because, you know, the, 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 the very first thing he's going to check is to make sure that all the connections are tight. Because if there's a right. loose connection, that will make it hot that way. Okay. And then cause it to trip? Yep. Yeah, because it, it'll it'll be arcing across where it's loose, and you know that that very well could be the only issue. Oh, okay. Well, then, um, but if it's the air conditioner, what the air conditioner, the compressor itself could be tripping or causing. Yeah, it could be the compressor, but more than likely, if it's the it, something in the AC unit, it could be a capacitor or even the uh, fan on the outside unit that uh you know is is starting to draw too much and tripping it oh okay well theoretically well okay so maybe the ac guy didn't do a thorough enough check yeah um but i would check that connection on that breaker first since it's since it is getting warm okay and uh, if it's just a little warm I mean, any any difference in the surrounding temperatures? I yeah, it, it shouldn't have any difference. Okay, all right, great. Well, that's that's kind of what I thought. I didn't want to fool with that because yeah, it's bad stuff. It goes bad. Okay, yep. all right, Jim. appreciate you. It. Bet. Thanks.
take care. You've just heard the best calls and questions from Texas Home Improvement. For more information about our show, go to THIPro.com.